Spike is coming. I'm coming to Sunnydale. Coming to Spike and Drusilla. They're coming and they're gonna mess some shit up for the annoying one in a cage. We're in a cage. We're in a cage. <laughs> uh, welcome to Welcome to Sunnydale. Uh, welcome back to Welcome to Welcome to Sunnydale. It's been a while. It's been a little bit of a while. We've uh, we've been ridiculously busy, um, out of town part of the time, and mm-hmm. just running around like crazy. But we're excited to be back, and uh, uh, we know you guys have missed us a lot. And uh, I mean, we just like anytime we go off the air for more than a few days. It's the letters like just start with, pouring yeah. in. We can't even read them all. I mean, we just we just burn them all in a pile in our front yeah, yard. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's uh, we've been burning a lot of piles of unread mm-hmm. unread letters. So it's really, our cats are super bothered <laughs> by the smoke. Mm-hmm. Yep, they hate it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> let's let's do a better know a host. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got a good one. Um, and this is one of the many things that we were doing in, in the time mm. off. Uh, uh, we recently went to go see the comedian W. Kamau Bell. Yeah. I know. I'm giving everybody a minute to catch their breath after I say that. Super famous. I know. You know, I, I don't want to name drop W. Kamau Bell, but, <laughs> but I'm going to name drop him but a, I'm gonna, a couple of times. A couple of times. Yeah. So we went and saw him do some stand up in Berkeley and it was fantastic. And we got to do a little meet and greet with him before the show. Um, and I gave him my little Welcome to Sunnydale that, business yep. card. Cause, yes, you did. Because first of all, if you don't know, W. Kamau Bell also has a podcast mm-hmm. called uh, Denzel Washington is the Greatest Actor of All Time, period. Um, and so you should all go check out that podcast. Mm-hmm. And then now, of course, that he has my card, he will totally... Be coming on oh, the show yeah. as was, our as one of our next guests. I think it'll be the next our next episode. Super gracious. Uh, he was like, oh, and he like took the card and put it in his pocket, and it was just like, I have not seen a single episode of Buffy, <laughs> and you like without failing. You're just like, that's perfect for us. We need someone that hasn't seen it. <laughs> I think he was so surprised and like, oh crap. Like, and then. This- Tactic did not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he thought he was going to get out of it with that. Yeah. Nice try, W. Come out, Bell. Mm-hmm. But uh, so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, like just last week, I saw him. We, you were in the car with me. I saw oh, him on yep. the street in and Berkeley street from my car, <laughs> and I tried to like yell. I didn't honk, but I like tried to say hi, and like he had earbuds in. I don't think he could. And I, gave I think him, maybe he was just like, you know. I, walking home and probably <laughs> i gave him about a lot of thumbs ups i and and he saw that i could tell he saw my oh, thumbs yeah. ups and he was he like waved but uh i don't Your think he recognized ups. my thumbs ups i don't know how to pluralize that that's okay it's one thumbs of those like surgeons up. general or something thumb, yeah thumb. but thumbs is already plural i don't know how to it's true i need to double pluralize it <laughs> hey, thumbs thumbs Thumb, thumbs is up um <laughs> anyway he saw my thumbs is up and, <laughs> and and he waved and uh i yeah he definitely recognized me and he was like oh that's that's the guy whose podcast i'm doing mm-hmm. uh yeah. yeah so so that's happening uh keep your ears yep. peeled. next episode w come bell confirmed 
Uh, by, by thumbs up <laughs> confirmed th- with thumbs up thumbs up confirmation <laughs> yeah, yeah you should probably you know like if you want see, if you see me on twitter or something yeah. you should tweet at him and be like yeah, yeah super excited for you to be on the show yeah actually if all of our fans would tweet um you know at w come out mm-hmm. let me figure out what his twitter handle is i mean is. i think you know if all of our fans do it, it he said that it only takes like seven people for him to like commit <laughs> to a thing I think that'll work. <clears throat> yeah, if all of our fans would would tweet at W Kamau Bell, that's his handle at W K A M A U B E L L, tweeted that with the hashtag. What do we call it? <laughs> Bell on Buffy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, w Kamau, welcome to Sunny. Yeah, W Kamau on to the show. <laughs> That's easily to the show. Easily spelled, and yeah. it's definitely gonna trend um, with that simplicity. Yeah, you know, come up with your own hashtag. They, yeah, whatever. Yeah, just go go nuts. Yeah. Um, but tell him to come on the show, and he definitely will. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that was better get to know W Kamal Bell. Yeah, that was better get to know a host, and by extension, W Kamal Bell, <laughs> future host. Yep. Yeah, future future host. Mm-hmm. Yep. Welcome to Sunnydale. Uh, my better Noah host is also somewhat related to recent events that Mm -hmm. have happened. Um, my, the first country outside of the U S that I ever went to, um, was Iceland. That is an interesting, like, I don't know anybody else that can say that as far as I, like everybody I know their first country out of the U S was like. Mexico or Canada or mm-hmm. maybe like France or England or something mm-hmm. like that if mm-hmm. they're going to go to Europe. But Iceland is definitely an unusual yeah. one. So. I, I mean, I, I saw Canada once from from <laughs> Detroit. So. I did not enter the land. <laughs> but I did, well, go good to, job. I did go to Iceland. <laughs> oh, and then related to our recent events, well, while we were there, um, we stayed with an Icelandic band. Um and they just recently came to visit us, and they stayed with us in return. Yeah, uh, you guys should check them out too. They're super cool. What what kind of music would you? It's like kind of folks moody, moody, yeah. moody indie Icelandic folk music mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. uh, I don't know emphasis on on vocals and and strings. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's good. Check it out. Yeah, yeah uh, you know. Aurstudir. Aurstudir. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you can find them on Twitter too. It's it's at Aurstudir, although you can't I don't think put the those weird Icelandic letters in your mm. Twitter handle, so it's just spelled uh, at A R S T I D I R. Yes, it it looks like Aurstudir, but there's yeah. there's no Ars in Aurstudir. <laughs> that is correct. It's ow. ow. How did how did Carl describe he said the hour like hours? Yeah, teeth as in teeth. Yeah, and, teeth yeah. as in teeth. Yeah. and ear as on the ones yeah. on your head. Aurstidir. Aurstidir. Yeah, that's pretty close. So anyway, yeah, uh, and definitely you know tweet at Aurstidir 
tell them to come on our show sometime. Oh, yeah. We can do a we gotta get like Icelandic three crossover more mics, episode. But, uh, three or four. They can share a mic. They can pass it around. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or we'll get we'll just get a big, we'll have them do just, just we'll, a, we'll we'll just get a condenser mic put in the center of the table and totally. have everybody talk at it. Yeah. It'll be fine. We'll we just can, have we them sing in the background. Be our background. Oh my god! Music. Can we get them to sing the Buffy, like the Buffy intro Buffy music? Great. That would be the coolest thing. It would be so haunting the way they would do it. Yeah. Anyway, that was Better Know Auschwitz. Better Know Auschwitz, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> now, on to, I don't know, there's an episode? Yeah, <laughs> so are we, what are, I we think did? we're done. Let's okay, all right, let's read it. Pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> I give us 10 out of 10. 10 not, out of 10, no problem. Yeah. 11 out of 10. Yeah, these, yeah, these uh, better get to know hosts go to 11. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, epi- episode, oh wait, season two, episode three. Season two, episode three, School, School Hard. hard. Yeah. What do you think about that title? I, I actually had a note about this. I think it's a reference to Die Hard. Oh, do you? Because they're like trapped in this building with these like enemies and they're like crawling through the vents and like. Interesting. I, I don't know what else to School guess about hard. it. School Hard. Like yeah. Die Hard. It would have been more obvious if they'd made it like a more overt Die Hard reference or two. But yeah, right. But that's, that's the feeling I got of it. Yeah. Hmm. I had not considered that. Hmm. What did you think about? Um, I just thought it was like school hard. <laughs> like shrugging like your shoulders. Like bad. And, yeah, school hard, beer bad. <laughs> Buffy good. <laughs> Fire hot, tree pretty. Fire hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, they're sort of, it's sort of talking about how. I mean, I just think hard, it's but... really open to interpretation. Yeah, that's what they were going for, yeah. that sort of artistic ambiguity. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> School hard. <laughs> <laughs> really made the episode. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be the same without it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what really did make the episode? Spike! 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 Uh, if you. Folks at home could see how big I scrawled Spike in my notebook it's when like he showed up. It's like notes. The scene. <laughs> it is. And there's lots of little hearts around it. Mm-hmm. And like I wrote like several times like Mr. and Mr. Spike McClellan and Mr. and oh, Mr. Oh, Spike would take your name? Is that... <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't take... Steve Spike or Steve McSpike? What, what do I, how do I take his name? Stephen the Bloody? Stephen the Bloody? Yeah. That's good. Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mr. Spike and Steve the Bloody. Yeah. Van Bloody. Van Bloody. You don't have a van in your name. McBloody. McBloody. Ooh, that's good. That's like not that. bad, yeah. When we, when we get married, do you want to change our both our last names? To McBloody. McBloody. <laughs> oh, my parents will never talk to me again. Whatever. It's not your mom's last name. Oh, no. It's your dad's. I don't not not so much because I would have ruined their name, but because I would have a name like McBloody. I don't think they're gonna want to yeah, have whatever. that in their Rolodex. Whatever. <laughs> Do they have Rolodexes? Your parents? I don't know, probably. <laughs> You're in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my parents do. <laughs> like whatever they Rolodex is their own business, and it's not for their son to know about. It's private stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so, I mean, you might be able to tell we're we're fans of Spike. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so 
yeah. So I, you know, we're definitely fans of Spike. At least I am. But in in, in not in a um, everything Spike does is great sort of way. Oh, I feel the need sure. to be clear about yeah. that. <laughs> Let me be clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of him as a character, and and his arc is interesting, and mm-hmm. like the way he relates to Buffy and to other people. Yeah like adds a lot to the show and you know of course his acting is yeah well, i'm He's blanking on the name um the only name that's coming to my head is spike jones and that is not so the actor that plays spike, spike. <laughs> what is his name um... <laughs> william the bloody nope <laughs> it's uh... <laughs> w kamau bell please <laughs> be amazing <laughs> if they recast the show <laughs> I, okay i think w kamel bell mm-hmm. and spike should have a spinoff <laughs> what is the plot of the spinoff what isn't the plot of this <laughs> it's just sort of like a seinfeld or it's like not really about anything yeah it's, it's just, just about them yeah. hanging out and like w kamel bell does some like so political w. rants. W. Kamau Bell is like Seinfeld, and and Spike is like Kramer, who like runs yes, in. And like yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> exactly. I like. I mean, I would I, watch it. I yeah. only see it lasting a season, but I would watch it. It'd be it'd be one of those that's canceled before it's time. It like it's gonna find a cult find its audience, audience yeah. later. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be kind of a, an Arrested Development. Like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely definitely watch that show. I'm into it. I'd vote. I vote for that. Yeah. That spinoff. Sweet. <clears throat> all so, right so oh go ahead oh uh, yeah i was just gonna say op- opening thoughts other than spike <laughs> oh my opening thought was that it's interesting that in this school um the two biggest troublemakers at least according to snyder are mm. both girls yeah that is interesting um do you think that's reflects the reality of the school or do you think snyder is just sexist well, I think for sure Snyder is sexist because I believe that of everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that's the reason that the... Yes. Is that the reason why he... Per- like, do you think he perceives women as, as more threatening? That would be... That's super interesting. Mm. I hadn't uh, considered that. I, I think he just hates all students equally. It's true. He doesn't show any particular kindness towards the male students that we can see, mm-hmm. but he doesn't discipline them as harshly, apparently. I mean, he hasn't called any male students in to be like, you're a huge troublemaker and expulsion is the prize for whatever. Yeah. Wiggle his huge ears at them or whatever that he does. That's true. That's yeah. true. It is interesting that they're, they're both mm-hmm. women, though. So, yeah, that was, that was one of my opening thoughts. My other opening thought was mud butt and a black fucking turtleneck like some no, shitty right. little french artist cartoon <laughs> Le mood but. Le mood but. Yeah. <laughs> how would you translate that into I don't, I don't know how to say mud yeah. in french derrière <laughs> yeah i can't even say like dirt or ground you, you took french class right you uh, took spanish no i took french but a long time ago, you took Spanish recently. Oh yes, I took Spanish. I mean, I could say like, uh, like sucio is like dirty it's in true. Spanish. I don't, know, I don't know how to say, but it's <laughs> one I should know too. It's, know. Like, it's like your favorite word. <laughs> Whatever, it's not my favorite word. It's up there. <laughs> it's an important word. It's an important word. I agree. Anyway, so if any listeners want to translate Mudbud into other languages for us, we'd oh, love yeah. to hear it. So, yeah. Um, oh, and of course, 
I'm sure everybody noticed. Uh, I'm sure everybody noticed the famous Gregory Scott Cummins as one of the vampires in that opening mm-hmm. scene with Mudbutt. Um, Gregory Good. Scott Cummins, of course, played Max Dad Luther on <laughs> Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, the like which, which creepy ex con. Uh, I didn't catch his name. He's the one that he's the very first one that like threatens to kill the Slayer before Spike comes in. Yeah, and he's the one that claims to have been at the crucifixion, and yeah, then Spike yeah. is like, if every vampire that mm. that claimed he was at the crucifixion like was Woodstock. actually there, would have been like Woodstock. That's yeah. my terrible Spike impression. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do an English accent. That was an interesting thing. <laughs> Why do you think a vampire would brag about being at the crucifixion? I don't know, the death of Christ. That seems like a like maybe one like maybe they're claiming that they're like yeah I nailed a freaking nail into Christ, or like I cheered on as they did. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anybody that's been around for a long time, like even if they were even if non vampires lived a long time, I bet someone would claim to be at famous events. So, yeah. I don't know, was but it I dark, mean it's though? like was or, do you think he was a vampire at the crucifixion? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, do you think they crucified him at night? I feel like that would have come up in the... No, they, it must have been during the day. I feel like the whole thing is like, it's hot, it's like... Yeah, it's like during the day and then it like gets... Doesn't it like get stormy or something and go dark and then he dies at like I'm three sure in the afternoon? I'm sure you have a better... Um, yeah, three in the afternoon? <laughs> I don't know. I have a vague like elementary, like Lutheran elementary memory of it being like, oh yeah, it was like totes three in the afternoon and then it went dark, so it was really crazy and then Chris died. So yeah, so uh, like vampire probably couldn't have been there unless they were like hiding under a sheet or in like a big tent <laughs> together or something. They would have been a little conspicuous. <laughs> yeah, like oh, what's this tent doing at this? Also, I'm I'd be curious, you know, if uh, before Christ was crucified. Mm-hmm. Was a cross a thing that affected vampires? Yeah, we've kind of talked about this. Yeah. Like, is it? We were saying, is it the particular shape or mm-hmm. is it the religious? And we're like, oh, it must be the religious thing because holy water does it too. Yeah. So like. So what have been, what would it have been like for a vampire to be present at the creation of a new holy symbol like that? Like, yeah. What do you, do you, do you look on that and you're like, I'm going to be scared of that shape for the you're rest like, of my some, life. Something about that <laughs> yeah. is really stirring inside of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's interesting. Yeah. And then what before that repelled vampires? Like we always, we talked about Jewish stars, stars David, before. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, what other, I'm sure there are other holy symbols around. And what about other like Christian, like, do you think a, like a, the fish, like the ichthyos thing would work? Yeah, that was like, a, that was a Christian symbol before the cross even was, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cairo, would that work? Like, right. Yeah. So many questions. I don't have the answers to these. I know, and then they, you know, they almost always show vampires in the context of like Christian imagery. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a movie or a TV show about vampires that I can think of where vampires ever interacted with a religious symbol that wasn't Christian. Well, I've seen a, there's a movie where there's a vampire that was like Jewish. He like survived the Holocaust or something. Interesting. I forget what the name of it was. That sounds like an interesting movie. Yeah. I don't think it was. Okay. <laughs> but we and can... is he repelled by 
by Jewish. I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember somebody telling me like, oh yeah, you should watch this movie. It's like a Jewish vampire. They made a Judaism joke in this episode. Did you catch that? Where Buffy says something about, you know, vampire named Spike and Giles says that that name is unorthodox. She says maybe he's reformed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They made two period jokes, which was did they? I didn't miss that. Yeah, there was one where um, Xander like goes to get Buffy's purse. She's like, a spike would be nice. And it's not a spike. Uh, uh, steak. 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 <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, she's like, a steak would be nice. So he runs back in the bronze to get her purse. And he like pulls a bunch of stuff out. And he, one of the things he pulls out is a tampon. And then he like looks scared and drops it. <laughs> that was period joke number one. Like, okay. periods <laughs> Tampons, are gross. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then at the end when Cordy is praying and she's like, I'll never be mean to anyone oh, again yeah, unless that. it's that time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, um, do you think Cordy and Buffy are like synced up on their, on their cycles? Why would they be? Well, I mean like Buffy has a tampon ready. Cordy's got periods on the mind. Like maybe mm. she's, she's on hers or something. Maybe. Maybe they're just really connected in a way that we haven't <laughs> known yet. <laughs> Do you think Slayer periods are special? Like, are they like synced directly to the moon? Or is, like, yeah. Um, hmm. Or maybe maybe Slayer periods are like like overpowering to other periods. So like everyone, every girl in that high school is She's, synced to Buffy. Yeah, like, exactly. Cause... Buffy comes in the hat and everyone <laughs> starts immediately. Everyone immediately. Yeah. Boys, <laughs> girls, dogs. Everyone <laughs> starts their period immediately <laughs> because it's a Slayer period. And I'm, Slayer period. You gotta sync to that shit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of stakes, how do you think that they like roped Cordy into standing there in the library yeah, she carving just kind of up appears. steaks. Yeah, what was she doing there? Yeah. <laughs> Makes a good point, not for the reasons that she says, but she does bring up a good point about like how many steaks does she need? I mean, the steaks last when you kill a vampire. You don't need more than like, I guess maybe if you throw one at a vampire, you might need more than one. Yeah. You could have two in your hands, but I really don't think you need You don't more need than that two. many, and it shouldn't take that long to carve a steak, I don't think. Yeah. As you carving it to some sort of bizarre precision, which some of those look like they were, but uh, yeah, like the one Xander was holding looks like he was lathed, not carved with a knife to me. But (laughs) 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 just like I don't know, that one looked like there's some inaccuracies here. Like, explain yourself, Joss Whedon. Yourself, Joss Whedon. The other thing Where'd I would like him to sticks? explain is like Buffy's there, like well, everyone's making sticks, and she's cutting vegetables mm-hmm. with a comically oversized machete. Yeah. Like she didn't have any smaller knife. She didn't like bring a knife to cut the veggies with. <laughs> she yeah. had to use this like giant machete. I thought that was a really cut. funny joke. I liked it was. It. it was a cute joke, but it's like, what is the reality of that situation? Like, why is she? That's true. <laughs> That's why it's a joke. Yeah. Same with like Cordy. Like, I don't know if you watched what she was doing with her knife on that like steak that she was carving. She's just like lightly scraping it along the wood. Like clearly not like no oh, shavings were coming anything. off of that at all. Yeah. 
She yeah, she was just carving that by friction, like slowly <laughs> getting it down. To... <laughs> yep. It's true. It's true. What do you think about um, what do you think about uh, Drew Drusilla? I mean, we don't see that much of her in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as like what I think about her in this episode, like I didn't even remember she was in this episode. She could easily have not have been really. Yeah. Um, what do I think about her as a character sort of at large? I, I like the way she is a romantic sort of interest for Spike. I like the sort of mm-hmm. craziness that she brings out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is sort of not exactly getting into spoiler land, but, a little, you know, we don't really see much of that in this episode, but we will in the future. Yeah. Um, but as far as she herself as a character, she's always seemed a little bit thin to me and a little bit mm. sort of silly like her the silly weird things she says that it's like mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know how do you feel about her um i mean i've been kind of similar yeah. um i was thinking in this episode watching it um it's interesting to see spike like doting on someone to see a, a vampire that's like so romantic and like caring like that's true she says she's cold and he offers his coat and like they just seem so like into each other and in love um but it's also a little strange because she's crazy clearly Mm -hmm. like she cannot form really coherent Mm -hmm. thoughts um like something is going on um there's that scene where she's like talking to her dolls and she's very childlike. Yeah. And what does it mean that like Spike is so in love with this woman that is like just not adult and not altogether there? Yeah, I mean the nature the nature of her insanity is never really specified. Mm-hmm. Um I yeah, I, I, I don't know if she's necessarily the kind of, you know, mentally ill that means she can't make, like, decisions for herself or consent to things. Mm-hmm. It's not obvious to me that she is that sort of... Yeah. Um, like, I, I wouldn't want to say that an interest in dolls means that you can't be an adult, mm-hmm. even though... I can't see myself having an interest in dolls. And yeah. if I ever start to, you should probably like... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I wouldn't want to say that that necessarily means she's like has a child's mental faculties. I mm. feel like a lot of her madness is sort of the madness of prophecy and vision and mm-hmm. like where it's like maybe the things she says, she says seem crazy because she's seeing a different truth about reality than mm-hmm. the people around her or something like that. Maybe it's not true madness in the sense of like mental illness, mental debilitation. Mm. <clears throat> I just think about like, could the, could you reverse the genders of those characters and have it be the same way? Like if it were a, like if, if Spike were the person that was mad with prophecy and if Spike were the one that were like, playing with children's toys um i don't see it like i don't think we would see drusilla being romantic towards him i think she would be motherly towards him 
Dude, you look like I'm you're having a about hard it. time visualizing that scenario. <laughs> well, like... I mean, just like I mean, just think about. I mean, I don't know. It's just sort of okay for like women to be like infantilized and that kind of thing. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas, like, like they can be that way, and it's like it's attractive. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if a man were like that like he would have a mother figure with him not like a romantic interest with him hmm yeah i mean i i don't know i'm, I'm not yeah i don't know i'm not sure i understand the mother figure thing but but i definitely agree that it's that like there is this sort of like sexualization and infantilization are sort of tied together and yes, for for women, women. specifically and yeah. yeah um yeah and that's definitely weird yeah <laughs> um yeah and i guess yeah you could you could definitely say the dolls are sort of an infantilizing mm-hmm. element to her character um i was trying to like i was trying to think of other example like of examples of male characters playing with children's toys and how that would and like how that's presented other places in in pop culture mm-hmm. um and the only thing that popped into my head is, I think, because we're watching Joss Whedon stuff. Is it was, Firefly? Yeah, it was, it <laughs> was, was like, Wash playing with dinosaur yeah. toys. And the, yeah. I'm like, that wasn't really infantilizing. But but yeah, I, so yeah. <laughs> um, but he, you know, yeah, I guess he plays with them sort of maybe like almost ironically or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he is having a, like a... <laughs> As much as it can be when you're playing with dinosaurs, a complicated adult uh, scenario where it's like, ah, oh, curse your inevitable betrayal. Like that's not something <laughs> a child would be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's yeah, he's like riffing on movie tropes or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um. So I mean, that's true, but I mean, you know, it is it is also the case that Wash is. I wouldn't say that he's childish, but he has childlike qualities to him sometimes like he's sort of a goofball and stuff like that um yeah. like you much more easily see him playing with toys like that than you would uh, any of the other male characters in the show jane or or yeah, uh, yeah. shepherd book or um mal yeah that's true yeah or even you know most of the female characters mm-hmm. yeah. so I definitely, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that Wash playing with dinosaurs is a counterexample to like <laughs> <laughs> women are infantilized on television. Right, right. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that's a good point that like. Like what's, what's the, from what we've seen so far of Drew, like what is it that Spike gets out of that relationship? So I have, I'll be honest, I've never really understood what Spike got out of the relationship gotcha, with Drusilla. Gotcha. Like, I don't really see, like, you know, if I, if I, if it were me in Spike's position, mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to deal with someone like Drusilla, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a smaller dating pool when you're a vampire, maybe, like, you got to <laughs> sort of take what you can get, I don't know. I guess so, Yeah. 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 Or just make what you can take. That's true. I mean, get. you can you could just make somebody else into a vampire. You can make the pool but larger. Then, yeah, you can make the pool larger. But then also, like, 
that's that's like an awkward like sire sire e relationship is that sort of is there like a power differential there that's, un, that's I mean, unfair <laughs> you know no spoilers but it, it happens well wait a minute are you talking about somebody's siring someone that then they are become start a relationship with i think i know who you're talking about uh-huh. and also i just realized that the people we're talking about are already in the yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah. okay yeah so I guess here's what I would say. If 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 we're talking about the reality of vampire dating in the real world, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to say that like Drusilla can't date because no non perfectly sane, you know, or you know, n- only only somebody with her like level of sanity would be qualified to date her mm-hmm. or something like that. But as far as like depictions of like sexualized females on television the fact that they add these sort of infantilizing elements to her is unfortunate okay yeah (laughs) agreed okay (laughs) that's good yeah what but i mean that is that i mean like we don't necessarily have to get into this on this show because this show is not about that but Mm -hmm. there is that is a complicated question like what like how and a question that i actually don't know much about or have a lot of answers to it's like what um how should dating work with mental illness and when people have like that's different, a yeah, yeah. complicated question mm-hmm. we'll save that for our <laughs> dating with mental illness podcast <laughs> yeah. i don't know <laughs> which we're definitely qualified to speak <laughs> on we should be the voice of um absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah well we'll just we'll just host and we'll have the guests come on and tell their stories yeah okay and then I'll just like, hi, we're your hosts. We're not going to say anything for this, this podcast because <laughs> yeah. we're super we're, underqualified. We could, we could ask questions, and, you know, true, like true. yeah, be interviewers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Let's do it. Cool. All right. <laughs> Next podcast. Welcome to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be whatever the guest wants it to be called. It's there really, you go. It's their going to be their field. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really funny that I liked a lot. What's that? Like, when he was like, how's the annoying one? <laughs> yeah. I laughed pretty hard. That was good. I know you did. You're like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, no, it was funny. I'm like, it's, yeah. Because like, he can't call him Mudbud. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know about the Mudbud. Yeah, he didn't see it. So. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. true. <laughs> the annoying one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Also, if any of the listeners were curious, the band that was playing at the Bronze there is called Nickel. Mm. And if you find their Wikipedia page, it's one line, and it says that they're they famous for <laughs> playing two songs on season two, two episode songs. three of Buffy. Yeah, they played two different songs, apparently. Oh, I did not notice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think they're famous for that. They were active from 1994 to 1998, if I remember what it said. So. Oh, oh, okay. Good, good job, Nickel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, was, there were overalls again. Yeah, there was Willow wearing overalls in one of the early scenes, and then mm, Buffy, Buffy wearing overalls later. a little later. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I caught any symbolism from them. Not I mean, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. So we we'll keep keep an eye out for more overall symbolism in the future. Yeah, I mean, Drusilla did say something about like, oh, it's dark where she is. Maybe she was really sad. Talking about overalls. Yeah, it's dark there. <laughs> Let us never go back. <laughs> Prophecy is a tricky thing, you know. Yeah, Visions it's, it's not, can confuse yes, you. Super clear. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I will say this though, I definitely want a pair of the like silk pajamas that Buffy was wearing in that scene. They had a funny smash cut where I forget what the line was before it, where oh, she's talking really about how tough the Slayer strong. is, yeah, and then yeah. she's like brushing her hair. She's like, Ow. <laughs> and she's wearing some silk PJs, and I want something like that. Another thing that was interesting was that she um, says cream rinse. Um, I didn't hear that, and I don't know what it means. Oh, she, and I she was like, to respond to it. <laughs> Understand the question. <laughs> um, no, she was talking about. She was like, "Oh, I bought this new cream rinse, and it's like, no, it didn't do anything. It, it's conditioner, uh, like hair conditioner." This cream cream rinse is another name for conditioner. Mm-hmm. Or it's a brand or something. No, it's just another word for it. Oh, okay. But um, it's a word that like my mother used, and so I always grew up calling it cream rinse. And then I realized that no one else in the world called it I've that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had like forgotten about it. I was like, oh, Buffy just said that. I was like, I wonder what population of people understands that. That is an excellent question. Like, where is that popular? Oh. <clears throat> According to Wikipedia, uh, hair conditioner is different from creme rinse, sometimes spelled cream oh, rinse. Interesting. A creme rinse is simply a detangler. And its name, as its name implies, has a thinner consistency than conditioner. Hair conditioner is a thicker substance, which coats the cuticle of the hair itself. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My mom always used cream rinse to refer to conditioner. Maybe there is, you know, like a like a local variant where in some places cream rinse means both or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to do some more research yeah. to get back to you on that. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I look forward to the results of that one, yep. as do all of our listeners, Yeah, I'm I sure. assume. <laughs> I'm really going into the, the issues. This is our podcast on the etymology of hair products. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the fans want. It's, yeah, I got to give the fans what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about the differences between uh, gel and mousse and pomade and... I mean, Wax. honestly, now that you're saying these things, I am a little curious what the origin of these words are. Like, why is it called moose? I don't know. I wonder if it's from about the food. It's like got to be right. It's, it's got to be the consistency of the... Consistency. Is it? I never knew what... I always assumed moose was like a gel. <laughs> yeah. Is, <laughs> is it spelled like... No. Okay. <laughs> it's not spelled like... No one can see our hand gestures, but we're doing that thing where you put like use both your hands to make moose antlers. <laughs> you know that classic. Yeah, uh, I totally got my little sister with bunny ears in a picture the other day. Nice. It was awesome. Nice. She's so embarrassed now. <laughs> Probably why she hasn't posted those pictures on Facebook yet. Probably. Mm-hmm. What'd you feel about uh, kind of random, but the. The scene where Angel's trying to trick Spike and see, like, if he knows. And then Spike was, like, punches him and he's like, <laughs> you're my sire, man. <laughs> um, what did I think about it? Yeah. How did you feel about that scene? I was unclear on what Angel's plan was. Yeah. Um, but I kind of liked seeing Angel pretending to be Angelus. Yeah. Um. Because we haven't really seen any Angelus yet. Not that we ever will. No. Um, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. It it's can never ha- to unlikely to ever happen. This that... isn't like a Chekhov's gun situation where you find out that... Of course not. Yeah. It could never... No, yeah. This is Mm-mm. Chekhov's disabled 
you know, firing pin removed. Right. This is Chekhov's safety arm. No ammo in the house <laughs> kind of gun. <laughs> yeah, what are those? Yeah, it's, it's one of those guns. <laughs> Chekhov's vampire soul. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, not, you know, of course, we'll never see the real Angelus. So it was interesting to see. Like um, a little, you know, a small version yeah, of like what to, could to have To get been, a sense exactly of what how. was of how angel used to be or at least how he perceives his old self to have mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. how he sort of you know any you know anytime in general you the way you interact around your old friends is different from you the way you interact around your new friends it. exactly yeah, yeah. true <laughs> revertigo as as willow coins in yeah. another tv show <laughs> that's right yeah 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 <laughs> um i really like his delivery of that line though like you, like you can't like you were my sire man like he sounds yeah angry and disappointed mm-hmm. and i feel really drawn into that i'm like what's with that like there's a yeah, lot see, of emotion that went into that line see, this is why spike is i mean not the only reason but one of the many reasons why spike is a much more interesting villain than the anointed one or the master ever could be yeah because those are just sort of like abstract evils whereas like this, this is clearly personal. a character with real relationships yeah. and like you want to know more about them like you want to mm-hmm. know more about what spike's relationship is to angel and to drusilla and to slayers it seems like i mean he's it has yeah. a thing like him. we have no idea whether the master has ever killed a slayer before but like spike has killed two and like what are the, what is that story is it like this yeah. story that's unfolding like yeah um and even you know his sort of tactics are different like i like the way he went into the bronze and set up this oh, fight so good he's so, so clever he, yeah so he could like observe and also like he's so different in in the sense that like he can blend in in a club like you do you remember what are they called the trio or something from yeah the, yeah where the, or the three where it's like they mm-hmm. show up in like useless medieval armor it's like and yeah. they just go for a frontal assault like spike is not like that he can blend mm-hmm. he can you know think about an approach that's not just yeah. like yeah <laughs> he can um not kill himself when he fails at his first attempt yeah. thus surviving to make other attempts yep. and he yeah exactly unlike those guys who are just like we're like Whoops, okay you can kill once. us now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um and he you know understands subterfuge like he knew what angel was up to oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally so yeah much better, much more interesting villainy. Um, and I really like the way they, <clears throat> Spike's, it might be his last line, like towards the end of the show, that's also sort of like a theme statement for like Buffy post season one, which is, he says something like, you know, from now on there's going to be less ritual and more fun or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, yes, that is exactly what <laughs> what we need out of like a new villain. Totally. Because um, the whole like sort of religious ceremony ritual aspect of, of villainy in the last season was like a huge snooze for me mm-hmm, um yeah mm-hmm. so so i'm glad that the the writers seem to recognize that and mm-hmm. have made this like dime turn and and in in doing in doing so killed the anointed one <laughs> like spike says this line and then like kills the last vestige yeah. of that old like way of being an evil vampire um, did he kill the anointed one yeah he, he put him in the cage i think it's implied that they put him in the cage and then hauled him up to where the sunlight was coming in and fried him oh was he a vampire 
Yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, they they like in the first season that was never clear to me, uh, like whether he was a vampire or just some sort of evil thing in a boy's body or just a regular kid that happened it's to be anointed. Like creepy, yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, it's I'm, yeah. They they pretty clearly implying that he was a vampire or at least he's something that can be destroyed by sunlight. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and this is also, I believe, the first time in the show where we've seen that a vampire can be destroyed by sunlight um mm-hmm. so yeah all right yeah i guess it is it is kind of weird that they never really made clear that he was a vampire uh, and yeah. then they have his death happen off screen so it is kind of vague maybe they made it clear and i was just so uninterested <laughs> I mean, just fell asleep yeah, yeah I was like, oh, whatever <laughs> snooze yep yeah, this is good. I mean, it's like you need you need a new uh, mm-hmm. new villain for a new type of Slayer. Slayer mm-hmm. with uh, family and friends. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> or whatever yeah. the line is that he said that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, you know, this that sort of ties in with something we've talked about a lot in, in previous episodes where it's this thing of like, is part of being a Slayer just being inevitably and unfixably disconnected from yeah. humanity? Like even earlier in the episode, Giles is like, like Xander and Willow offer their help and Giles is like, no, she has to go into the fight alone. But the villain recognizes that the thing that's unique about her is that she has help from friends and family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she is in the end saved by her family. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom's kind of a bamf in this episode. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Come on, Giles, get with it. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is weird. Like, you know, and this is a lesson that, it takes Giles like six freaking seasons to mm, learn mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason. And it's season six and he still doesn't know. He's like yeah. singing about it and shit. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, just <coughs> not that they ever sing or that Giles, no. you know, I don't know how many seasons of the show. It's just, it's like yeah, a, it's, just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Buffy's mom a little bit since we mentioned her. Sure. Yeah. Bamf in this episode. Yeah. I and mean, she's, yeah, she's, pretty on the ball in this episode i've mm-hmm. got nothing against her mm-hmm. um oh should we mention the email we got that's from? what i was thinking yeah, we yeah. Could transition into that yeah so um like we said uh last time uh we're gonna send out we're gonna send out a tote bag to our favorite you know listener response for the from, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the intervening period um, and we got an email from Kat G, who has emailed us in the past. Um, she was our first phone call. She was our first, yeah, was our first phone call. That's mm-hmm. right. That's what it our was. Our pity phone call. Our pity phone call. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, Kat G, uh, who sent us an email and said, uh, this reference is from our last episode, the talk about asparagus. Oh, piece. yes. Yes. <laughs> and the previous, our other caller who <laughs> mentioned um, asparagus and urine. Uh, so she wrote... Hey guys, quick fun fact. There's a gene that makes your pee smell funny if you eat asparagus, but a totally separate gene that controls whether you can smell that particular scent. Uh, So first of all, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, And it also is interesting that if you were trying to figure out which gene you didn't have, Mm -hmm. you'd have to smell other people's urine you yeah. never know by smelling your own urine i i know <laughs> that i that i have the one to smell the asparagus pee that's right i learned it when we went to portland because we ate asparagus <laughs> and you were like what is this smell in the bathroom well i thought it smelled like 
like fishy. <laughs> so I thought it was a completely different thing that was going on. And yeah. then you were like, no, that's just asparagus pee. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this explains some things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Did you find out if you can uh, produce the smell? See, now I don't know because mm. like maybe... Because we all probably peed in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, speak for yourself. <laughs> Pete everywhere in that Airbnb. <laughs> Hopefully, they're not uh, hosts are not listening to the podcast. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I only peed in the toilet. Okay, good. <laughs> if anyone at Airbnb is listening, we do not approve of peeing all over people's houses. That's true. That's true. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, so that is interesting about asparagus. And uh, and she goes on to say, uh, also, thanks to your fans who explained the whole Joyce thing for me. Here's my Joyce evolution. Uh, season one, she's fine. Season two, she grows worse and worse. Season three, ew, ew, ew. Season four, you never see her. Uh, so, like, she's fine. Season five, she becomes very lovable. Um and yeah, and uh, so I'm forth. just going to cut off reading right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Can't read it all. So yeah. So some things, there's some spoilers redacted here. So yes. mm-hmm. she uh, said, I thought she was, it's so weird. Cause before I was like, Oh, I don't even remember much of Joyce, but she was really good in this episode. So yeah, it's true. Like, um, yeah. So I'm definitely going to have to try and keep more of an eye on Joyce and my feelings. I toward was her. super interested. Yeah. I really liked her line of like, obvi- she was obviously upset. Um, because of whatever Principal mm-hmm. Snyder told her, but she like saved Buffy's life and was like, "You get your hands off my daughter!" Like clearly, like hell yeah, super and mother right there. Mm-hmm. Like speaking of Snyder, I was this <clears throat> the first time that they revealed that Snyder might have like knows kind of yeah something supernatural is going on yes. and the police as well. Yes. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um. Before that. we mention that, can I just say the other thing about Joyce? Oh, sure. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, just that. So, like, she saves Buffy's life. And then at the end, towards the end of the episode, um, she says, like, she's, like, really approving. She's, like, I have a daughter that can, like, take care of herself. So whatever teenage, like, angst that you need to get through, like, whatever it is, like, I will sleep better at night knowing that you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like... So that was, that's a really cool mom thing to be like, I know you're going through shit right now. Yeah, I don't think my parents ever said something like that to me. That's that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I so, mean, to be fair, good, I never like the... I never like killed any vampires or like yeah, snuck right. out of yeah. <laughs> so Joyce, good in this episode, I think. Not, yeah. Not too many complaints. Thumbs up, thumbs up for Joyce. Yeah. yeah to Snyder. And yes, yeah, so, uh, Snyder. Um, so it's interesting because I think I've mentioned you know in previous episodes how they like. They sort of signal in some ways, I think, that the the city bureaucracy is involved in the supernatural goings on. Like I mentioned, I think in like the first episode, that it was interesting that there are these like um, under these pipes, these t- these tomb like tunnels that get just you go everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, why would you build that except for vampires? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah, so it it is interesting. And then you know all the sort of cover-up that seems to happen where it's like oh the you know kids that were possessed by hyenas oh it's like they were on drugs or something like that and again they sort of reference that 
very thing in this where they're like, what do we say? Gang related? PCP? PCP? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought was funny? Um, hmm. So, okay, just PCP in general is like hilarious. <laughs> Not like in a real way, but like, have you have you known anyone ever that's done PCP? I think my brother might have tried it. Are you serious? <laughs> He's tried a lot of shit. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I just uh, corrected there. Like, yeah. No. Like, I feel Maybe like it was crack. I don't remember. So it might have been a wet joint or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but I remember learning about PCP in, like, in Dare, like mm-hmm. in drug yeah. <laughs> classes, and like as if it were a real threat to me, like that someone was going to offer me PCP. Like I was on the lookout, like you can't offer me PCP. <laughs> I'm not going to take it. It's true. I mean, like I, I don't really know. I've never known a regular PCP user as far as I know. Yeah. And of all the, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to incriminate myself here, but of like, of all the, like, times that i've had a chance to buy drugs but Mm. i definitely did not because that would be illegal because that would be illegal no one has ever said by the way if you would i also have pcp (laughs) um so i like and i i I think you would you'd really have to go looking for that right um i mean maybe it's regional like i don't know maybe it's just like in the bay area here like it's not popular people do you know they smoke weed they do hallucinogenics and things like that Yeah. yeah um PCP is PCP hallucinogenic. I don't actually know what it does. Well, it, yeah, it does. Because the only story I know about PCP is like some <clears throat> rapper did PCP and then like killed his girlfriend and like clawed her lungs out and ate them. Jesus. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not really a hilarious drug. It's like crazy, but. Good grape juice. <laughs> 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 Thanks to our roommate John for that one. Good <laughs> grape. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, so like, so it's interesting that they use PCP. As like the, that's the yeah. drug that they're like, oh, yep, yep, PCP, <clears throat> definitely doing that. Maybe, also, oh. I was gonna say maybe all maybe PCP is made up by the government to cover up. It's not supernatural. Really yeah, like what does it sound like? Like ripping somebody's lungs out and eating them? Does that sound like the work of a? Human being or a, a demon yeah, or a vampire? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like also PCP, angel dust. Angel dust. Mm-hmm. Oh. Coincidence and dust. Oh my god, both. Yeah, just saying. not a coincidence. No way, that's a coincidence. Yeah. PCP. Oh my god, I think is we made may up have by the government. Uncovered a real conspiracy to, here. Yes, to cover. It's a cover up for vampires. Yeah. That's why it's angel dust. You sprinkle a little angel dust and it's like the vampire isn't there anymore. <laughs> I think the NSA is like listening to us right now and there's a yeah. drone missile headed for our apartment. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So if, we, if you don't hear another episode from us, it was the NSA. Yeah, for sure. Um, or all this PCP we're about to do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think if Angel got stabbed through the heart with a stake and turned to dust and you snorted it, you'd get high? <laughs> yep. Yep. Do you maybe PCP? Yeah, it's just made out of vampires. Maybe. <clears throat> Do you have any more notes? Um. Uh, 
I have one nitpick. Mm, barely even worth mentioning Mm -hmm. at some point i think willow reaches to this medieval weapon and says like why do you think they call it a mace or something like that that is that is not a mace that is a flail oh yeah maces don't have the mace is a fixed rod with a with something at the end a heavy weight or or you know it's a type of club or verge oh Mm -hmm. mace doesn't have it doesn't have like a chain no chain that's a flail Oh, I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Mace and Morningstar are both fixed. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. How intriguing. Yeah. Common mistake. It is. I didn't I didn't know that at all. Um Oh, I was gonna make a comment about when Spike calls Angel and Uncle Tom. Hmm. That is an interesting criticism. <laughs> yeah. I kinda feel like that's weird and racist and like not like for white a white person for to invoke two white that. characters to be like using that as like <clears throat> i mean I don't, I don't know what to think of that okay so i have okay so on the one hand like levying a criticism of like possible racism against a multiple murderer is like <laughs> sort of gilding the lily or something, you know what I mean? It's like I don't know if that's uh Well, I'm not I'm not aiming the racism at like spike. Oh, you're saying the writers the are being writers. racist. Writers, yeah. You could be you like you could have called him a I mean, I guess Uncle Tom is a very specific like I mean, you don't think that that's appeasing as well as like traitorous, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's calling appeasing, someone like a, yeah. like a Benedict like a, Arnold, a Benedict Arnold would, would be a different quite thing. The same. Yeah. I, you know, it could be borderline. Um, when W. Kamau Bell comes on, he'll tell us whether it's <laughs> racist or not. He'll have a better of, yeah. idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it might be borderline just because it is, I don't know. It's, this is just like dating with mental disability. Neither one of us is qualified in any way. To- <laughs> it's true. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I, I you know, I certainly can't, I wouldn't ever myself call somebody an uncle tom that would be the weirdest thing and i would like disown you it'd be really weird right um but uh yeah and i you know i i guess like it's partially also weird because are vampires the oppressed ones like trying to appease their like you know the the, the, the dominant like yeah exactly like i feel like yeah. the vampires see themselves as the oppressors like that's true proudly so yeah um so it's sort of like a weird reverse uncle tom situation i don't know <laughs> you can't be reverse uncle tom you can't, you can't be, be reverse there's racist. no reverse uncle tom <laughs> and you can't be reverse uncle tom well then spike's wrong <laughs> yeah. i guess so yeah i don't know i just feel, i feel like it's a thing we should point out and yeah. like what does that mean i don't know because i don't i don't know that i can <clears throat> I mean, comment effectively on it <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like the concept of an uncle tom i don't know i mean i can see how it could be extended to describe other yeah like sort of hierarchical you know um things like i don't know yeah. is there is there an equivalent for like feminism like is there an equivalent equivalent like a a woman that is like sort of a 
gender traitor that like appeases men or something like that mm. i mean yeah, and if I there's guess not I, a term I, I can you say like feminism uncle tom or something like that like how would you i don't know like if there's a yeah you wouldn't but like lacking a word for it is it like is it okay to borrow that concept and and like reuse it in another way i don't know i mean it's obviously it's it's weird in the case of vampires but like yeah i don't know yeah um I'm trying to imagine it being used in the con- in the context of like some other oppressed minority using it, like you know, even if it was two white people, but it's like two white trans people or something like that. Mm. Like, <clears throat> I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. We need some more diversity on the show. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kicking you out. <laughs> Who are you gonna get to replace me? Can I be a guest sometimes? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, babe. <laughs> true. I just think, and I just, I, I want people to know that thinking about race with this podcast, because this show is very white. That's true. <laughs> I think it's important to acknowledge that. It and is. I think it's a failing in many ways. Yep. Just like it's a failing for many shows that are very white. <laughs> it's true. Um. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's probably good that we talk about it when we can even even in cases where we really can't say anything can't definitive it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but if any if any of our listeners want to call in or tweet us with comments yeah. we'd love Happy to hear what to you have to say it. yeah other random notes um oh i mean yeah we could kind of do a what in the hell mouth yeah. Not too much. I mean, Spike is pretty good. <clears throat> His plan was pretty good. I mean, he could have gotten better lackeys, um, yeah. more competent lackeys. But, I mean, it's it's, a, it's not a good labor market out there for vampire lackeys, I think. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you have the one that's like, you should have killed yourself. Like, our number, and immediately follows, follows that up with, our numbers are depleted. And, like, then why would he kill himself? Yeah, Come right. on. Come on. Put it together. <laughs> Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I mean, like he, uh, he got out of there once he saw that it had turned against him. Yeah. Um, which, and I thought it was interesting that he fought Buffy tooth and nail, mm-hmm. and it's when Joyce shows up that he bolts. Yeah. Um, that he'll fight a vampire slayer, mm-hmm. but a pissed off mom is like sends him running for the hills. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good point that like you know a lesser vampire in that situation might have been like whatever lady like yeah um and then got his head cut off and mm-hmm. spike like saw that he was in real mortal danger yeah and and hightailed it uh so i think that says a lot for spike as a villain and also um yeah it's i you know it's hard to go too much what in the hellmouth because he he did most things right and, and he, he lives to well he got away with his life or with his unlife yeah and he i think he learned what he's up against from that yeah and that is like you know what he that's what he knows how to do in terms of hunting slayers as mm-hmm. he learns about them yeah um so yeah no no what in the hell mouth necessary mm-hmm. um my my words to slay by oh yeah mm-hmm. um where it's spike his last I feel like we should have a line. theme song for the Lisa's words to slay by. You want to do You're that? Slaying by these words. I mean, if yeah. I can come up with a good jingle, yeah, maybe. Do it. Do <laughs> it record babe. something. <laughs> um, let's see what's on TV. Oh, 
I don't even remember that line. Though. It's after, you know, they kill the annoying one. And mm. um, mm-hmm. he's like, he like takes Drusilla like into his arms. And mm-hmm. he's like, let's see what's on TV. Um, the reason those are my words to slay by. Because I like Spike. <laughs> <laughs> and you like TV. <laughs> and I like TV. No, I think he's the, he's... He's very clever. He's thorough and goal oriented. <laughs> He's very caring when Drusilla is cold. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the end of the day, when you had a really tough job and you didn't quite get accomplished what you wanted, murdering mm-hmm. the Slayer, um, you have to relax. You have to figure out what works for you and what works for your relationship yeah. to unwind. And he's like, yeah, hey, babe. Let's see what's yeah, on I mean, TV. Relationships are built on the day to day, like mm-hmm. just being together, you know, as much as they're built on the big moments. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. So those, that was, those are my words to say by. Yeah. Let's see what's on That's TV. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. I can make anything into something else. <laughs> I know you can. You do every episode. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> um, all right. What well, do you want to do? Like high moment, low moment? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. Okay. So, uh, my high moment is obviously Spike uh, killing the anointed <laughs> one, because this is my last chance to to rag on the on Mudbutt with my high moments and low moments. It's so true. my high moment is yeah is Spike being like it's time for less ritual and more fun, <laughs> kill the anointed one, uh, and then my low moment is when Drusilla looks at the anointed one and it's like. Oh, he has power or something like You're that. Like, I'm like, no, he does not. He has no power. Yeah. Those are and pretty then, good. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my high high and low moments. Yeah. I forgot it's been so long since we've done one, I forgot to think about what was a high and low moment. Mm-hmm. Uh sorting through it now, I would say my high moment was I think it just <clears throat> Buffy's mom like hitting Spike in the head. Yeah, like you see Spike go down. It flip, camera flips and it's like mm-hmm. it's Joyce, and you're yeah. like, sweet. Like that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my low moment, um, I don't know. Maybe just just watching Drusilla with the dolls because that it was like because of this like childlike thing and it yeah. made me think of all these other like what does this mean like what yeah it's like yeah. i get it she's crazy but now she's like childlike and crazy and mm-hmm. yeah i'm just not super into it yeah we'll go with that any other last last notes yeah, should we do our uh, do our plugs uh plugs and then rating or oh ratings that's right yeah yeah <clears throat> I always forget something when we have a long break. I know. Right? <laughs> what? What are we doing? Um, I think I'm going to give this episode a seven. Uh, like, it didn't have any, like, moments of brilliance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was solid all the way through. Uh, and it had, you know, it did have some moments that came co- close to brilliance with, with uh, mm-hmm. um, Joyce, and like you said. And then... Uh, the final sort of the last nail in the coffin of the old 
boring ritualized yeah. villainy mm-hmm. and you know this blossoming new exciting villainy with spike yeah. that i'm you know looking forward to so much and like the way they imply this relationship with angel that i really want to hear about and this history of spike and slayers that i want to like hear mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and you know just spike's history in general like he fed on a hippie at woodstock yeah, and like spent his hand hand for six for hours. hours yeah <laughs> like this is a character that i want to get more out of and it looks like we're going to and that's awesome yeah um and so like for me it was just very exciting to like to to meet spike for the first time all over again yeah, and like yeah, totally. <laughs> um, seven, seven out of ten yeah seven uh, out of seven out of ten um silk pajamas with mm. like flowers and other random things on them that buffy had <laughs> very nice very nice <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say i yeah i i enjoyed this episode a lot i forgot <clears throat> that um there were episodes in season two that i like really like a lot mm-hmm. um i like it for the same reasons that you said like they're introducing this character who's really amazing in a lot of ways he's like interesting he's funny there it like um delves just a little bit just skims the surface of this relationship with angel mm-hmm. where i'm like i'm super intrigued i want to know yeah. more about that like this is great. it makes angel more interesting even, yeah because yeah. angel's been kind of like monotonous monotonous yeah, to me like in season moody, one moody broody moody and then like like whiny when he's with buffy and just yeah. like the whole thing was never doing that much and like to see him like the fact that he apparently, you know, has sired other vampires and that's sort of like coming yeah. back to haunt him now. Like mm-hmm. that's way more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to know more about that and those relationships. I think it's super interesting as like a overall um, theme development as far as like this Slayer is different. She has friends and family yeah. and that's a thing that we're going to explore. Mm-hmm. And Spike is a clever villain and he's realized that um yeah he took one look at her and immediately realized what made her strong and what made her different from other slayers yeah yeah yeah. um so i think there was that was all really good it wasn't like you know i mean i know which episodes i'm gonna give like a 10 out of 10 i already oh yeah i already know so it's not it's not a 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. it's not like a mind-blowing um there are some annoying things like the anointed one, but he goes away. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, I'm going to give it uh, an eight oh. out of 10 uh, flails <laughs> nice. that get referred to as maces. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's, uh, yeah, let's do a little, um, Plugs. do some plugs yeah so as always you can get in touch with us uh uh by email at welcome to sunnydale podcast at gmail.com you can like us on facebook you can uh follow us on twitter at welcome to sunny um you can call into the show we'll totally play your calls on the air and it's really fun that number is 510 um download us on itunes or you know anywhere you get your podcasts yeah um i miss anything um no i think those are those are plugs what did you want to get into uh for the rest of our evening sorry hold on a second i did want to mention that cat g you will be receiving a tote bag uh if you want one i will get in touch with you find out where that can be Mm -hmm. sent and also uh we had a nice tweet um 
from another uh, Buffy podcast oh, out yeah, there, yeah, Sunnydale right. Study Group. Um, those folks are super cool. You can listen to their podcast too. Check them out. Um, and if anybody at the Sunnydale Study Group wants a welcome to Sunnydale uh, shot glass, we've got them ready for you. So, uh, so yeah, yeah I'll totally. get in touch with them too. Mm-hmm. Um, congrats, you guys, and thanks, uh, thanks for the tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> yep. All right. So, sorry, what were you saying a second ago? Oh, uh, oh, I just wanted to know what, um, what you wanted to do for the rest of our uh, evening. Yeah, I was thinking um, I'm going to start like researching some cars. I was thinking mm-hmm. about getting a new car. Yeah, what what uh, what do you, kind of car? Uh, probably a Cadillac. Mm, that's not what I would have expected. Why? What's what's the reason? Because I'm crazy about a cat. Just the feel of the leather makes me wanna. Makes you wanna what? <laughs> Protest for animal rights? <laughs> Yeah, of course that's what I was yeah, going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's Bye, good night. everybody. Good night. <laughs> good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs>